Welcome back to Alliance's Heroes, where heroes in business align. To be part of our super community and find out more about Alliances, visit www.alliances.com. Oh, am I excited? I am so excited. Why am I so excited? Because now that you hear this song, you know it's not you're gonna you can't forget it, right? And you remember it. But why am I playing it? Oh, I'm playing it because we have with us, are you ready for this? Dave Burgess, the first Grammy winner for the song, Tequila, lifelong singer, songwriter, and has a new single, Lady Guitar. You can reach him at Dave Burgess, Burgess and the champs.com. We'll have it on our site. So make sure that you go there, which is alliances.com. That's E-L-I-A-N-C-E-S.com. Dave, I'm so excited. I mean, when I heard that you were coming on, I mean, you know, I almost started doing the dance. So tell <laughs> me about recording and releasing the song Tequila. Well, <clears throat> David, is, first of all, it's really nice to be with you. I appreciate you having me on your show. Uh, tequila was a, probably the first number one B-side ever. There's been others now, but at that time, uh, it was the first. And uh, I think it was the fastest climbing number one record in history at that time once again uh the beatles and the rolling stones and people like that had quicker record hits than uh, we did with tequila but going back to the beginning tequila was a b-side uh, actually uh I'll, I'll tell you exactly how it came to be because there's been so many stories about it uh i had heard a record by a fellow by the name of Bill Justice. He had a record, uh, it was number one too, it was called Raunchy. I heard that and I thought to myself, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. I'm gonna write something like that. So I went home and I wrote a song called Train to Nowhere, played it for my producer. He said, that's great. He says, let's cut that. I said, but I don't have a band. He said, well, we'll put a band together because I was uh, doing my vocals by myself, uh, recording since I was 17. And anyway, he said, I heard uh, a young fella that plays on the West Coast in California, plays in strip clubs and bars and stuff like that. He's been doing it for years. He's a young Hispanic fella. When I say young, he was 15 years older than me at that time. Uh, his name is Danny Flores. He says, but he plays the kind of sax you're talking about that you need on Train to Nowhere. So I said, well, can I hear him? He said, well, let's go out there and to his club and let's hear him. So I did, and I was blown away. He played such great saxophone. It sounded like it had cobwebs in it. That's what I needed for Train to Nowhere. So during one of his breaks, I asked him if, if he would like to uh, play on my record. He said, yeah. And I said, well, pay a scale. We got to rehearse this song, get it down right. So when we go in the studio, we won't have to do a bunch of takes on it. He said, that's fine. So we met. It uh, actually was 1620, I think it was, Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood. It's been so many years ago, it's hard to remember. Um, and we rehearsed. Gene Autry owned the building, and it was Gene Autry's record company, Challenge Records. Wow. So we got trained to nowhere, worked out just the way we wanted. It was perfect. All we had to do is get in the studio and put it down. I called the producer and everybody at the label to come upstairs where we were rehearsing and hear it. 
And when they heard it, they said, Dave, that's great. That's going to be a smash. But there's one problem. It, we need a B-side. And I said, well, yeah. I said, give us a few minutes. We'll come up with something. So they said, okay. So I started playing that rhythm riff on the uh, rhythm guitar. And uh, the bass player came in. The, the guitar player started playing his thing. And then Danny played this melody. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that's great. I wasn't expecting that. Then Buddy Bruce, the guitar player, says, I have an idea for a bridge. So he played it on the guitar. And I said, that's great. Why don't we stop and let Danny Flores say tequila? Because right. he's always carrying a flask of tequila in his coat. So he had this whiskey boy like this. And he said, tequila. And I said, that's perfect. So we went in the studio. Those days, and I think probably still, in a three-hour recording session, union session, you're allowed to do four songs. We spent two hours and 55 minutes on Train to Nowhere. And they said, that's great. We've got it down. Perfect. What about that B-side? And I said, give us a minute. We'll cut it and do it. We did one take. So that's good enough. One, one take. take. One take. And they put the record out. Of course, Tequila, Tequila was the B-side and Train to Nowhere was the A-side. And a disc jockey, one of the top disc jockeys in the country, country who was in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, I think it was, uh, happened to listen to the B-side. Maybe it was an accident. I don't know. But he loved it. And he called a local band by, by the name of Eddie Platt. And they went in the studio and they recorded Tequila. And... Uh, Put it out on ABC Paramount Records, and the record started to take off. Well, the radio station across town, the competitive radio station, said, "We'll flip this record over too." And all you heard for 24 hours in in Ohio and Cleveland was Tequila, and the record took off. Amazing, amazing. So let me—I mean—and again, we have with us Dave Burgess, first Grammy winner, Tequila, lifelong singer songwriter his new single lady guitar he can be reached at dave burgess and the champs.com and of course we'll have it on our website because you're listening watching me david kogan host of the alliances hero show um let me ask you this though i mean did you i, I mean from night that this came 1958 hit and here we are so many so many years later and there's been millions of other songs but people recognize your song I mean, what goes through your mind when you hear that? Because it's at parties, it's on the radio. Like, what's some of the things that go through your mind when you hear it? When I hear uh, people recognizing tequila or, <clears throat> you know, there's so many people that have asked me questions about it. For instance, how it was written, why it was written, who played on the record and all those things. I just feel so blessed. Uh, I'm way beyond the excitement that I felt felt when it first came out and became number one uh today uh as i got as i've gotten older which i definitely have done uh i'm just so excited to be recording again uh we called a group together called the champs again people that i've known for years and this is a very exciting thing to me uh at my age especially uh I just, as I said, I feel very blessed, David. How many songs have you written, Dave? Oh, well over a thousand. I've had almost 400 recordings that I know of. Uh, 
song I wrote that the champs did they had a big hit on too, not, not as big as tequila, but too much tequila. Uh, there were almost 50 recordings of that song uh, the last time I checked on it, but that's my most recorded song. Well, Dave, that's a thousand more than I've had. So where, <laughs> where does the where does it come from though? Like like at what point? I mean, do you see something? Are you driving or all that? Where suddenly it comes into your mind of the fact is okay, yeah, this would make a song, and then putting the lyrics. Like how does that how does that evolve within the brain? I have wondered that for many years. Uh, in 1957, I wrote my first hit and produced it. It was called "I'm Available" with uh, Margie Rayburn. And I was driving down the Sunset Strip, Sunset Boulevard in, in uh, Hollywood. And there was a big signboard up and it said, this space available. And I said, well, that's a song. And I went home and wrote, I'm available, did a demo on it. And um, Margie Rayburn recorded it. And that was a hit too, thankfully. Uh, most of the time lately, for the last few years, uh, I wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning, 1 o'clock in the morning, morning, uh, 3 o'clock. Any time of the night, it wakes me up. I couldn't sleep as, after I get these ideas, and I have to go in and sit down and write. So uh, <clears throat> the dogs and cats that I have at home, I have several of them, uh, gather around me, and I, I think it's inspiration having them there. And my beautiful wife and I just celebrated our 64th wedding anniversary yesterday uh and dion is uh, a big star on her own she is uh was a very successful dancer when we met she did three movies with elvis and jeff chandler kim novak a lot of things and she we're still together actually out of all of our friends we're the only ones left I think we could do a whole nother episode just on how to, how that how that happened because in today's world that's a miracle. Well, we're blessed again, and and uh, we're just as much in love, or maybe even more than we were when we first met. But it was definitely love at first sight. Now you've also too you have also managed a number of artists. Tell us about some of the artists that you've managed. Well, in uh, nineteen seventy six. Hank Jr. and his then manager came to me and asked me if I would uh, run a publishing company for him. He didn't have a publishing company of his own at that time. And I said yes, and I started a company called Bocephus Music, which all of Hank's songs went into. That's, you know, well over 55 years ago. Lots of hits, number one after number one. That's one of the most talented men I ever worked with in my life. And uh, he just sold the company this year. And uh, I'll always be indebted to Hank for being so loyal. We did it all on a handshake. The other artist that I worked with, another extremely talented man, was Don McLean. I managed Don for seven years, produced six albums with him. And uh, uh, he's still uh, out there on the road doing his thing. American Pie, Vincent, all those great, great songs. Excellent. And again, I've got with us the one and only Dave Burgess. First Grammy winner, Tequila, lifelong singer, new singles, Lady Guitar. Um, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's an honor having you here. I got to ask you this, though, too, is, 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 um, so, you know, my son now has started, we're about three weeks in of guitar. He's got this passion. Really? We've talked about it in the past now to play the guitar. 
So what are kind of some secrets you could share with children that both want to get into music uh, and also to of playing an instrument, whether that be a guitar, like you're an expert or anything else? Well, first of all, you have to realize, and I told my son this, play the guitar and you get the girls. Uh, that works that way. It just does. Uh, you have to be dedicated. Dedicated. I used to get up and work at four o'clock in the morning when I was a teenager, trying to get my guitar experience and trying trying to get better and improve. Improve. I watched other guitar players every chance I got. It, everybody helped me. Uh, I was only fifteen years old at that time, but uh, within six months, I pretty much mastered and I had my own radio program. Uh, at 17, senior in high school, high school, I signed with Columbia Records and I was able to have, you know, recordings out and, and go on the road. And it was a fantastic experience for me, actually. 17 years old, I think I was the first uh, artist that had ever, singer, songwriter, whatever I was at that time, I'm not sure what I was, uh, ever to come out of Lancaster in Palmdale, California. But that's where I grew up in the desert out there in the Mojave Desert. And I was just very fortunate to be in the right place at the right right time. And I signed with Gaby Lutz and Heller as managers. They had Liberace and Lawrence Welk and all those people. Why they wanted me, I'll never know. Uh, but they did and they got, got me on Columbia Records. And here we are working with Sony in Columbia again today. Amazing. Dave, I know you've done a ton of interviews and stuff throughout the many years that you've been involved in the industry. What's a question that you've not been asked? <laughs> That's a good question. I, I don't know if I can answer, answer that because, David, through the years that I have done a lot of interviews and probably this is the most important interview I've ever done because it's with you, first of all, and secondly, because of my age. But um, I can't think of any anything. I just am amazed at this time in my life at these new songwriters, songwriters and singers that are coming up. Brilliant. And the music business has changed so, so much. There's so much synthesized music out there now without musicians. I have to take tell you that I, I'm not quite used to that yet. I, I miss the musicians. I miss the records that, that uh, recorded that, what does it matter if they speed up or slow down a little bit? That's dynamics, that's exciting. But with these click tracks and everything that some of these people record with, with I, <clears throat> I couldn't do it, pardon me. I just don't have the talent to do that or the urge to do it. I, I, I work with musicians and, uh, I don't want the world of music to be without musicians. I think they're very important. And these talented people, uh, this is the way they make their living. And we should respect them and use them every chance we get. We've got time for one more question. So with that, do you think that it's easier or more difficult now to make music? Say that again. For now, do you think it's easier or more difficult to make music and to make a hit? Well, uh, I think it's probably a little more difficult today. There, it costs so much more than it used to. Uh, and marketing and promotion and distribu distribution, things that like the, the 
those kind of things are just important as the music itself today. And I don't know if that's good or bad, but uh, nevertheless, that's the way it is. And we have to bend with the times if the times don't bend with us. So uh, we're trying to follow suit. And I hope everybody likes uh, our new album and likes our new single. So thank, thankful and again, blessed to have this opportunity at this point in my life. Excellent. Well, Dave, you have been a successful singer and songwriter that has also had a hand in helping the careers and others. That's a hero, Dave Burgess, first Grammy winner, Tequila. Listen to his new single, Lady Guitar, and you can reach out to him at Dave, D-A-V-E-B-U-R-G-E-S-S and thechamps.com. And of course, we'll have it on our website too. Make sure you go to alliances.com, E-L-I-A-N-C-E-S.com. This has been David Kogan with the Alliances Hero Show. Got a dance with me too now, Dave. This <laughs> guitar. I'll dance with you, but I might pass out. I don't know. <laughs>